Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. All right. Good morning and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. This is Rachel Marshall and Bruce Weiner, your host this morning. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? Good morning, Rachel. And I'm, I know this podcast will go out uh, sometime in 2020. And uh, indeed, it's funny how we set uh, arbitrary uh, starting points for uh, different things, goals and things like that. But uh, it is kind of nice to uh, get our uh, second, I guess, decade uh, going here. I guess yes. third, our third decade actually going. The first one, I guess, was 2000 to 2010, 2010 to 2020, and now we're going to start our second decade. So this will be a really uh, interesting and fun time for everybody. Absolutely. So we wanted to keep this short and to the point, but as you are thinking of your last year and even last decade and last two decades, and we're coming up on this brand new time frame, 2020, it's just a fascinating thing to even think about. We're entering 2020. I mean, back in, I don't know, 19... 19- 96, did you even think that we would see 2020? It's just, it's so interesting that now we're in the future that we thought of in the past. And we want to do a couple things today. We want to share a few of the lessons that we've learned in the last uh, about two years that we've been together as the Money Advantage and some of the learnings that we've had through looking backwards. So Dan Sullivan always talks about to stay positive by looking backwards at what you have done and where things have come from. And that helps you then have this vision and this energy to be able to go into the future and be able to accomplish new and great things. And we certainly, we at The Money Advantage want to accomplish great, great things in this coming decade. And I know that you as a listener do as well. You have your life vision in front of you and you have all of these things that you want to accomplish, but we want to help you look back and be able to use that energy to help you come into the decade ahead with a lot of um, just positive energy and the ability to accomplish those goals. So Bruce, what would you say is the biggest thing for you that we have been able to accomplish through the money advantage within the past, we'll say past decade, even though we've only been a thing for about two years at this point? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I mean, uh, officially like two years, but we've been working on this for probably close to three years. Yes. Um, I think the biggest thing is is that the messaging uh, for people has become uh, clearer and clearer for people, uh, and I think I would agree. All, there's all too there's all too much information um, out on the internet, and it's very difficult for people to really understand well, you know what is good for them. Because I tell people all the time, you know. You really have to do things that are good for you, not just because somebody told you it was good. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, when everybody says, hey, well, my uncle told me to do this IBC thing, or my dad told me to do this IBC thing, or I heard about this IBC thing. And then what makes it even worse is then, uh, Rachel, as you know, out on the internet, there's all kinds of different um, names for the infinite banking concept whether it's oh, sure. the, you know, the wealth reserve or wealth factory or private reserve account or bank on yourself. I mean, just, those are just a handful. Right. The, the one thing that I um, tell people all the time, I don't know why people are trying to 
rename the concept that um, Nelson um, started when he was a state farm person. Well, I, I actually, I, I do know why people uh, are doing it because they're not doing it the way Nelson wanted them to do it. And, and he has it actually trademarked. Um, but we're getting clear, clear. It's not, it, as Nelson used to say, the, the clear message should be is, who is the banker? I mean, that's just, it's, mm-hmm. kind, of the, it's kind of the clearest thing <clears throat> in the world is who is the banker. And banks were established for one simple thing, and that was to protect the, uh, people's money. Because as uh, people started to get more and more uh, assets, they did, they, and society started developing, they, they had to have a safe place to keep it, not just at their own home. Um, and so what, what the banks, and this is, this is great for our listeners. If you ever wanted to, uh, Google this kind of thing, the Khan Academy is really good at explaining this. Um, but the banks then, uh, thought, well, heck I'm charging you to keep the money at our banks, but why couldn't I take some of that money and start lending it out? And they realized that that was how they were going to make even more money because people had this thirst for uh, uh, obter- obtaining more things. Well, then to get more money to be able to lend out, they started paying people to keep their money at the bank instead of paying or charging them to protect their money. And so that arbitrage, what we call the difference mm-hmm. between what they what they give you to store money at the bank and then what they charge you for lending costs is how banks start to make money. And then everything changed in, in February of uh, 2000, or 1913 when the Federal Reserve came about. And uh, then banks really started making a profit because they didn't need quite as much of our money. So think about the profits that the banks make, uh, make and if you can be the bank, then you can make those types of profits also for your own personal economy. You know what's interesting, Bruce, is that I didn't realize that Khan Academy teaches about this. I know that Khan Academy is something that we've used for our daughter who's in third grade for math, and it's been really fascinating. And I know that um, the creation of this online learning platform and making that available to people in general is just, it advances the ability to be self-taught. And what's interesting about that whole concept then is that it's not just something that we want, we want to be self-taught during our grade school education. We want to think about how are we educating our kids so that they can have control of their financial future, their future in general, but, but also how can we continue to advance our own learning? And I think that's one really powerful way that actually what's interesting is I was going to say one of the greatest learnings that I've had, I'm going to tie this back into what you just shared. One of the greatest learnings I think that I've had this year is that as we've developed as a team, and I think this is helpful for anybody to hear as you're building your business and you're working towards your goals, you're going to have people that come around you that have all different skill sets and strengths. And each person is going to contribute to the greater vision. And I think what my greatest learning was is how is figuring out how to operate in our key areas of, of strength, but then also be able to hold each other accountable and come together with communication and not just say, well, I'm going to do my thing and you're going to do your thing over here, but instead really having a teamwork type of scenario where, where the dynamic is that we're talking about the big picture vision of where we're going and then always, always, always having 
incremental improvements and never being comfortable and satisfied to say, well, we're struggling with this particular new problem that's surfacing because of the growth that we're having in our business and we're just going to accept that problem. We're saying, how can we then continue to improve that? And so um, I think just the idea of being self-driven in your education and continuing to always learn and apply these concepts, Bruce, as you're talking about your financial education also comes into as you're building your business, having that continual incremental improvements to get closer and closer to your vision. And I think that's really what Dan Sullivan talks about as well. You have this long 20-year vision for where you ultimately want to go, breaking it down into those 90-day increments in terms of your goals, and then saying, how do we always up level and continue to improve. Yeah, I think uh, you know, it, I I know I've said this before, but um, on the podcast, but a te- the team we can advance so much quicker with a team than you can as an individual. And unfortunately, the financial services industry um, is full of rugged individualists. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the big boy security firms. Um, is running an ad campaign now that's, and I'm not, I'm really not sure why they're emphasizing this, but because I think, I think the world is trying to turn more towards teamwork, but there's one of the big boy security firms, which I won't name, but they, they're saying that we have over 14,000 offices and each office has one individual advisor. They're really em- emphasizing that you get you get one individual advisor. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where corporations, families, for example, I think more, the more that a family integrates a teamwork for decision-making processes, you can, see, you can see problems from a different perspective and you can solve those problems. Businesses are no different than that. So if you can incorporate a, a team into your business, we just had one uh, uh, listener who is um, exploring the infinite banking concept with us and actually is putting uh, some, uh, some alternative investments in place. Um, he reached out after a year of listening to us and he said, you know, 2020, my goal is to put my family's financial team together. So mm, he's at, yeah. And so he's, he figured the best for him is to put a, a financial team together. So he wants a person that can help him with the tax minimization. He wants a person that can talk to him about alternative investments, about his protections, such as life insurance, uh, PNC, his disability, his umbrella policies, so on and so forth. And he decided that what was best for his family was to put a team together. And um, mm-hmm. I think if more families did that, they would actually have more time to um oh and i'm sorry and and the thing that was important for him and i and we agree with this is that that team should actually be able to talk to each other and make Mm -hmm. sure that they're working in the same direction and um he thought that was very very important so if there's one thing i think going to 2020 if some of the listeners could put their team together so that they are all rolling the same direction in the stream and you'll have fewer things that will actually fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And you'll also accelerate uh, the goals that you have, both personally and professionally uh, in your businesses. Yeah, Bruce, I love that. And I, I think I was coming from the angle of talking about how we're continuing to build and flourish as a team. Because what's interesting, 
is that as you build your financial team, as you build your family into a team environment, as you build whatever business that you're working to create, or maybe you're not in a business, maybe you're in an environment where you work for another corporation and there's still a team situation there, you want to be able to figure out what are the strengths of each individual and how do you move that forward? How do you move the goal, the vision forward by allowing each person to flourish in their unique abilities. And I think what's really interesting about that is that I think we've had some really key learnings as we have multiple different areas of our business, if you will. We have the marketing side, we have the the CEO and the the moving the the business forward along the vision that we have. We have the side of the business that is working with individual clients as well. And as we've really looked at each of those and said how can we improve and have this this continuous improvement in each of these areas I think what's been really interesting is finding ways to become more efficient. I know that um, just for instance, one of the things that I've focused on this year, and I think everybody could um, learn from this. This is why I'm sharing this, but part of my ability and my skill set and my responsibility within the money advantage is being able to create content. And so we've continued to say, how can we keep creating content that is free and available to the public through the podcast, through the blogs, through the videos, but then also how do I dial back my energy that I'm putting into that by by continuing to develop the same level of quality, but how can I use my skill set to create content that is even more valuable? And so we're going to be, we're continuing, or we're actually at this time working on a privatized banking course which is going to be available in the soon coming future. So you can look forward to that. We're going to be working on a book as well. And so it's just, it's been really exciting to be able to move forward in projects that we're working on to be able to deliver more value to you as listeners and be able to continue to build the education. And I think we're, we've been listening to what you as listeners and our audience and our clients have to say in terms of saying, how can we make sure that people feel very comfortable moving into this decision of deciding if privatized banking is for them and how to make that decision with confidence? And so we're using the same ideas that we've had in terms of how do we have this educational model that is most advantageous to you so that you can make decisions. So that's one piece that that we're working on in terms of efficiency. And then um, something else that I'll just share as well that may be helpful to you as you're building your life and business. We again, are always continually improving and trying to find ways to do things better. And one thing that we did specifically this year was we thought it was going to be a limiting factor. We, we said, hey, how can we figure out a way to have better qualified prospects and qualified people that are coming into the conversation with us? And for you who's, who are listening, this is we really want to have conversations with people that we can actually help. It's more valuable to you if you know before you come into a conversation with us that you're the kind of person that we can help and vice versa. And we're trying to figure out, is this dynamic and this relationship going to be valuable to you and to us? And so we ended up, um, before this year, we had the ability for anyone to book on our calendar for a free strategy session. And we found that we were having a lot of no-shows. We were having a lot of people that were not showing up to the meeting or that we really just couldn't provide any guidance and assistance to. And so we ended up locking down the booking process and we have a a criteria that you need to come through in order to be able to book on our calendar. And that has just improved the, not only the quality of conversations that we've been having, and I know from the advisor side, um, but we've just been able to help a lot more people and, and it's freed up our time to be able to focus on our unique ability and do what we do best. And so I would just encourage you in your business, 
sometimes there's decisions that you feel might be limiting or you might be um, turning, you might be cutting off areas of your business that maybe it's a stream of income that you feel you don't want to close up that type of income. But at the same time, when you get really clear and focused on exactly who you serve and you niche down and you're in a position where you can do that one thing best, I think that will continue to improve. It's almost like pruning. Like if you have a tree or a bush that has 500 shoots or a tomato bush or a tomato plant, if you just let it grow on its own without pruning it, you will end up having less fruit than if you there's a word for it. I don't remember what it's called. I used to be in gardening, but there's these little shoots that come in between the main stem and the side stem. There's a little shoot in the middle and you're supposed to prune those off and you feel like you're, you're cutting down this tomato bush. You feel like you're limiting the production, but instead you're actually increasing the production because you're having more energy and more of the nutrients go to the actual branches that you want to be able to produce fruit. And so just getting really clear and focused and sometimes that means turning off things that are less productive and less profitable for you. Yeah, it's Simon Sinek, who I think we both uh, really look up to and look for guidance and part of our team, um, he, he says that you don't want to do business with everybody that can use your product or service. You want to do business with people that believe what you believe. Yeah. And, and that is so much, you get so much more energy out of that. You know, we, we still have to refine our process, and I'm so excited that we are doing the privatized banking course. You know, as we're going to continue to get more and more educational material out there, and with the whole idea of targeting that when people come to us, they actually know exactly who we are, why we do things, mm-hmm. and what services we have to offer, so that the the energy is not spent on the entire concept. The energy is spent on servicing their particular needs. And Which that's, that's building the relationship that I yes. think the people who have been, have enjoyed the relationship with us so far, that's been a, a key piece is that we're actually building a relationship with them. We're not just going through the basics. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's an important thing for people to, when they're building a business to understand, it's not the easiest thing to do uh, for people. Like you said, cut off a, a revenue source. Um, but uh, as a great analogy, and I don't, I don't know what that, um, that process is called either, Rachel, but it makes perfect sense to uh, get more nutrients to uh, fewer plants. And that's exactly what, um, what we're trying to do. Absolutely. And I think um, as we kind of bring this to a close today, I know this is a short episode. We want to have you be able to look back at your last decade and your last year. And I think one of the most valuable exercises that we have done in the money advantage, but then my husband and Lucas and I have done that even before the money advantage is looking back at what we've accomplished over the past 12 months and using that as a springboard to move into the next year with a lot of clarity. And um, so I would encourage you to look back on the successes that you've had in the past year, celebrate those successes you are tremendously greater and more valuable, uh, not more valuable, you are more refined individual and human being because of choices that you've made leading up to today and celebrate and honor yourself for making those changes and becoming the person that you are today and use that as the fuel to continue on building the greatest next decade that you can. So Bruce, I don't, I don't have anything else really pressing that I want to share. Um, do you in closing? 
No, I think um, one of the things that people have to do both in their own personal life and the business in their businesses get to what uh, Nelson talked about for years is the arrival syndrome mm, to where you, good. yeah. So where you actually think, Oh, well, we have the processes down. I, I've been um, doing a continual um, changes in my business since the eighties when I came apart to, I came upon, excuse me, came upon an mm-hmm. approach called, I believe it was the Japanese call it Kaizening. And okay. it was, it was, or the Kaizen or something like that. And uh, they, the, the U.S. automakers uh, rested on their laurels in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and the Japanese automakers did not. They had a superior product, and they just kept making it better and better and better. And that was an example of what they called to Kaizen or to continually make better, even though they had market share. And I think that's what a person has to do in businesses. They can't say, well, we've arrived. We have the greatest market share in the world and you don't have to worry about any more. We can just sit back and, and have the cash come flowing in. You have to continue uh, to look at your market, your own market and see what they want and continue mm. to give them what they want. So, I think 2020, if, if, if uh, people are listening that own a business, um, they really need to uh, fight that arrival sy- uh, syndrome, both personally and for their business lives. Well, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that, Bruce. And I'll just go ahead and wrap it here. I think this has been a really good reflection. And then also you're hearing a little bit of what's coming up in the future for The Money Advantage. And we are really thankful that you've been on this journey with us. And if you are listening to the the Money Advantage podcast or connecting with us any other way, we just thank you for being a part of our community and a part of our lives. And we look forward to the opportunity to serve you. So in closing, remember, success leaves clues. So model the successful few, not the crowd, and build a life and business you love. Discover the secret of how to earn a return on the same money in two places at the same time so that you can strengthen your investment returns. We've created a free guide for you that explains the top three things every investor needs their privatized banking system to do. Go to themoneyadvantage.com slash banking, put in your name and primary email address, click the send my free guide button right now, and we'll see you on the inside. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated and registered investment advisor both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.